The penultimate chapter of CKUT's startling science fiction saga will begin momentarily. First, though, Limbo Town. A million light years from anywhere worth going, in the middle of the most barren, featureless wasteland in the universe. It's there! If you're lost beyond any hope of being found, if your life has taken a turn for the incomprehensible, if it's looking like nothing will ever be normal again, come to Limbo Town. We won't solve any of your problems, but we'll get you a slightly leaky roof over your head and two hot meals of featureless grub a day. Trust us, you won't find a better deal out there. Message ends. Previously in our serial... So much crazy shit happened, you'd better just listen to the damn episode so we can get moving, okay? Alright, good. Between dimensions, in a realm of pure sound waves, an eerie shape floats like some terrible omen. Closer inspection reveals it to be a black pyramid, utterly featureless and unreflective on the outside. The interior is similarly monochrome, fa-Egyptian motifs rendered sinister rather than corny by the pointed absence of color. The dude in the blue suit, suit torn and skin covered in quinine bites, enters through one of the mysterious sliding doors, and takes the long, humiliating walk up the corridor of shame to the head office, feeling the eyes of his fellow marketing operatives boring into his back as he does so. Finally, he reaches it and opens the door, finding the room, to his surprise, empty. Suddenly, a hand grips his shoulder from behind, that of Robertson, god of marketing. Hey, bud, how's the trip to crazy land? Give me a nice old institute like I asked for? There were some complications. Sure, sure, I get it. Those little blue men can be a real pain in the ass. Of course, I'd expect a big blue man like yourself to be able to handle it, but what do I know? I'm just a god, right, folks? Give me another chance, all right? With some sweet toys, I can... Hey, hey, you're a dude, aren't you, dude? Can't you figure shit out? Isn't that your whole thing? He's not just a teenager, boss. This guy is serious. And I'm not serious? That's not what I... Don't I look serious? Oh, shit. I left my novelty frowny face mask in my other pants. Damn, that cost me a good ten schmeckles. So much for that joke. Boss, come on. Don't worry, man. I'm not gonna smite you down. That's the big guy's thing. Nice guy that I am, I'm gonna give you another chance. Something real important. Whew. All right, boss. I won't let you... You didn't let me finish. To make sure you get the job done, you're gonna have backup for this one. You know, this gentleman, right? Milkman, dude, dude, milkman. Good to see you, dude. Mm. We've met. Fantastic. I'll just leave you to get reacquainted then, shall I? I've got some season 15 of Ambrosius and Theodora to catch up on. How the hell are they gonna get out of that spider cave? It better make sense. Enjoy your show, boss. Look, we're working together, but we don't have to like each other, all right? So let's get that out of the way. I don't like you, and I'm guessing you don't like me either. Matter of fact, I don't. Figured. Well, better get going, huh? After you, asshole. I heard that. The unsettling and unintelligible man in the white uniform shuffles along behind the dude, bringing with him a palpable aura of dread. But now our concern shifts far away from this macabre world to the two dudes. Too long left out of the grand goings-on all around them. We find them crawling on the sand, 
lips parched, sweating buckets, in short, at the very end of their tether. Though the gates of the first human settlement they've encountered in days are mere feet away, it seems far from certain that they'll make it there. Jin. Yeah, yeah. I hope you know this is all your fault. Oh, give it a rest, geezer. Ch change the record, huh? You got whew, nothing to lose. I got my my dignity. If I if I wasn't a, an asshole when it when it counted, then I'd be a pretty lousy partner, wouldn't I? You 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 may be right. Oh God! Did I did I just say that? I must I must really be be dying. Don't. Get my hopes up. Come on. Come on, fire. Oh, pretty lights. Say, you folks are in a pretty bad way, huh? Very perceptive. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Thunderation, son, you look thirsty. Want a drink of water, do you? Yes. Please. Hold on just a second. I'll be right back with you. Uh, thunderations. By some miracle, the two dudes are still alive when the elderly bearded man returns, bearing a canteen that snatches them from the brink of an ignominious death. As it turns out, their rescuer is the mayor of the town and is all too glad to put them up at his residence, which by the standards of this rinky-dink Nowheresville is pretty posh. Y'all make yourselves comfortable here. We ain't had visitors here for quite a while. Give us a chance to show off that old limbo town hospitality everyone talks about. Ha ha ha. Cyril, who are these bums? Oh, now don't worry, Lucille. I just found these folks half dead at the city gates. Brought them here so as to help them recuperate and so forth. Do they gotta recuperate on our quilted sofa? It's a very nice sofa, ma'am. Really, very nice. They look like bums to me, Cyril. The sheriff won't like this one one bit. You just know she wants, Cyril. Sheriff? What's that, ma'am? You got a sheriff here? Of course we got a sheriff. Who there'd be to lay down the law otherwise? You ain't too bright, are you? Oh, Lucille, let the poor man rest. Is your sheriff a uh, uh, local? Or did someone send her this way? Some authority she answers to? I don't see what difference that makes. She's got a badge and a gun. And she don't take no... Bull doo doo from nobody, especially not bums like you. But but bull doo doo, dude. We're in a John Wayne movie. Wait, it actually makes sense. Uh, oh, look, okay. So we died and went to hell, and hell is a John Wayne movie. I always suspected it. That's enough out of you, Pilgrim, Mister Mundy, Missus Mundy. You've been very kind. I'd much appreciate it if you could point us to the nearest port where we might find passage off-world. Uh, there's no need to inform your sheriff. So soon, but y'all were at death's door not two hours ago. It's, it's true, man. You know, I think I wouldn't mind staying. This sofa has amazing rejuvenating properties. You ought to have it sent in for study, Your Excellency. You think so? 
This all seems pretty gold-darn suspicious to me. What kind of man who wasn't a bum would want to get out of town in a hurry and give the sheriff the slip like you types say? I'm in a hurry, Mrs. Wendy. Uh, all right. Uh, where's my hat? Uh, couldn't we, like, just change or something at least, man? Uh, I've been wearing these same duds since Colchis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's got some serpent saliva on it, too. Saliva on my quilted sofa. That's the limit. Oh, oh, oh! Hey, hey, no need to shove, lady. Jeez. Oh, what could that be? I must apologize for my wife, partner. She gets real possessive round our quaint, rustic furniture. No, really? Oh, Sheriff, thank heaven you came. Cyril's brought in strays again. They're in the tea room. Shit, dude! Can't we hide? Where, genius? Better play it cool. She doesn't have to suspect a thing. Ugh. Well, well. I'm sorry to say, Mr. Mayor, you've picked up some real bad apples here. Worst kind. It's been a long time, dudes. Judith! Wow, even I didn't see that one coming. In defiance of the dude's panic, Sheriff Osterheld calmly pulls up a kitschy wicker chair and sits down, uncharacteristically not trying to murder them. Before we can see what happens next, though, maybe we should check in on Gladys, currently busy changing supersonic coils in the engine room of one of the Tomorrow Institute's peacekeeper vessels, all now staffed by space witches in an effort to put out the intergalactic hostilities kicked off by the Peace Bridge incident. No good thing. Hey, Gladys. Susie and Caroline want you in the cockpit. Tell them I'm busy, Mabel. These coils and I are in a locked in a slow burn battle of wits, but I think I got the edge over them. Okay. Where the heck did you go, Betsy? Oh, gosh darn, war broke out while you were chasing after those idiots. And it's probably all their fault, too. Except that... Brown didn't seem like such a bad guy for being a hard mercenary and all. Oh, heckity. Why's it all gotta be so gosh darn complex? Why couldn't I just hate his guts? What? <laughs> oh, you've really done it now, Gladys. Hey, Gladys, they say they don't care. You should just come right away. Lovely. All right, all right, I'm coming. Here she is, sisters. Oh, hi, Gladys. How is the coils coming? Just dandy. What was it y'all wanted to see me about? You want to tell her? Better if you do it. Your voice is more soothing. You really think so? Uh... Okay. Here's the deal, sister. Your old partner, uh, Bracket, the one who went rogue and kidnapped you in a Zorblong? Yeah! We got a fix on her. Seems she's holed up in an abandoned Atmoshloss right near the front. Matriarch's asking us to bring her in. You cool with that? It's not like I got a choice, right? Well, you don't actually have to, uh, do anything. You and Mabel can just stay on the ship while we go fetch her. It shouldn't be too hard. I mean, she couldn't take an 80-something dude way past his prime, and some other idiot who never had a prime. Pretty harsh, sister. She was one of us, after all, before going all duty. Thanks for that, Carolyn. I just... Wait, uh, how'd you get a fix on her, even? I thought she vanished from the face of reality. Yeah, until just this morning. The Institute's new Tachyon monitoring system picked up a dimensional disturbance pretty close to here. Then HQ received a radio transmission directly from the Schloss. We got it on here? Yeah. Wait a second. To the unholy order of space switches, this is Betsy Brackett. 
have returned from an expedition to another dimension, acquired significant intelligence regarding nature of reality, too sensitive to reel over aether wire. Meet me at this location as soon as possible. Tell Gladys I'm sorry. Sounds pretty fruitcake to me. Matriarch wasn't kidding. No surprise. She doesn't really kid. Guess not. Hey, Gladys, was she always like that? Or just since Nodos? I, I don't know. I guess... I didn't know her as well as I thought. It's true. My uncle Sampo was a Skytram driver for 43 years. Then, without any warning, he quit his job to become a chartered accountant. Wow. You never told me about that. We don't like to talk about it. Uh, I think I'll get back to those coils now. Have fun. We'll tell you when we get there. Maybe you'll want to say hi before we hand her off to the prison ship. Or, you know, not. Up to you. Uh, all right, sisters. I'll keep that in mind. You think she's upset? No. Why would she be? Mm. Yeah, you're right. Okay, an avocado came on. Is this an avocado? <laughs> <laughs> the witches are greatly amused by the program, which is admittedly disturbingly addictive. Limbo Town, however, does not get this or any other radio broadcast, due to its location in the precise geographical middle of nowhere. Yes, this has been verified. The town itself is not much to look at, either, resembling a studio set for a B-movie western from the 50s, as the dudes discover on their guided tour with Judith, who inexplicably persists in abstaining from shooting at them. There! What? Oh, a horse. So, that officially makes it a one-horse town. Barely. Old Eustace needs a robo-wagon to pull him around. Still counts. Guess they don't call it Limbo Town for nothing. It's not much, granted. But it's my town, and I promise you I'll defend it to my dying breath. Well, somebody matured pretty quick. Guess you're over the whole revenge kick, huh? Get over yourself, old man. It was never about you. Even Rodney. I was just a kid back then. I didn't realize life could be about more than one thing at a time. It was all love, or revenge, or whatever. I'm past all that now. So... A week in this place was good for years of character development? <laughs> I guess there isn't a whole lot to do. Actually, tumbleweed racing can be pretty stimulating. But you're wrong, dude. After I missed you on the Godsphere, I tried to find my own way out. I somehow managed to fall down a gully and end up right behind the saloon there. The Mundies took me in and showed me kindness, which I guess I'd forgotten was a word in the dictionary. Anyway, that was a year and a half ago. Shit! How long were we out in the desert? Get a clue, kid. It's more fucked up god stuff. I'll bet we've only been gone from our universe for 30 seconds or something like that. So, this isn't our universe? But that guy Robertson said... I wouldn't trust a word that fucker says. He's a god and a salesman for Kudax's sake. But you don't trust anybody! That's more on principle. <laughs> something funny? It's just, you haven't changed a bit. You can't change, can you? You're the same on Moropus. You could spend 30 years here and you'd still be bickering and trying to screw over anyone in the immediate vicinity. Dude, you think she's right? Pah, I wasn't even listening. Missed the saloon then. Maybe they got more stimulating conversation in there. It's just your crowd, actually. Scumbags, scoundrels, ne'er-do-wells, you name it. Encouraged by this promise of kindred spirits, Gray proceeds through the standard doors into the picturesque saloon which is utterly deserted, apart from Earl, the barkeep, and the local madam playing solitaire in the corner. I ain't seen much of a crowd at all. <laughs> I've been pretty busy since I got my star. 
Stir up trouble in this town and your odds of survival drop a... precipitously. You mean you disintegrated the whole criminal element here? It's not quite how it sounds. They all just thought they could take me. And they were wrong. Goose-stepping Grudax. Watch out, dude! That's how you get lightning blasted! I don't give a shit anymore. I need a fucking drink. Barkeep! Yeah? What? You want something? Clom martini. Make it a double. Clom? What the hell's that? Ah, forget it. Regular martini's fine. Sure thing. Wait, we're out of vermouth. Sorry. Dry then. Just serve me. Okie dokie. Oh, sorry. No gin either. Yeah. What do you fucking have? Got some water. Water? Oh, sorry. Didn't I mention? I got the town dry a few months ago. Minor misdemeanors have been at almost zero since then. You are right, kid. This is hell. I told you! At least in those John Wayne movies, they had booze. So, uh, no water, then? I have a glass, Earl. Certainly, Madame Violetta. Who's that? Eh. She's dressed skimpy and hanging around a saloon. What do you think, kid? Very astute, fella. Don't suppose you'd be interested in some... companionship? <sighs> Not me! My girlfriend would kill me! Literally. Just as well. Ain't got no chippies anyway. Sheriff got them all respectable jobs. And I ain't be seen customers since that freak singularity opened in my... You know what? I think we did all we could for you there, Violetta. But it's true. I couldn't let such vice proliferate in my town. Got Mary Lou a job with The Undertaker just last week. She tells me she's having a much easier time with her clients. So, wait. No booze, no hookers, no fights. What's even the point of this place? Not much, to be honest. We just hang around here for old time's sake. Also, I have no other discernible skills. Here's your water, madam. Much obliged. Kid, come on, we're getting out of here. But how? They got nothing space-worthy here. I'll leave the atmosphere on Eustace if I have to. Can't stay here for one more second. Ahem. <laughs> what was that, dude? You heard right. We're getting out of here. Best of luck to you, imposing Puritan law in Nowheresville. I think you may really have found your calling. Thanks. There's still something I haven't told you yet, though. Don't tell me smoking ain't allowed here, either. For now, it still is. But there's another law of Limbo Town you might be in violation of. Our first law. Our absolute law. No dissing Lone Ranger? Uh-uh. Nobody leaves here. Nobody. Not. Ever. <laughs> if that's the case, then we might have us a problem, Sheriff. Gray, though still weak from his harrowing desert trek, tries his best to appear intimidating. Judith remains unflinching. Brown eyes the door nervously, seriously considering escape. Earl, the barkeep, and Madame Violetta seem disinterested. Apparently they've seen the scenario many times before, and it always ends the same way. In the tapestry-covered banquet hall of the Atmos Schloss, where Betsy's message originated from, a standoff also seems to be looming. Expecting trouble, Susie and Carolyn search the room cautiously, ray guns drawn. Nothing here. Not here either. She must be in one of the bedrooms. Will... Excuse me? What? Hold on, are you... Orpheus Anderson? Yes, but I prefer eggshell. Never heard that one before. It's not important. 
Miss Brackett wants to see you, but she doesn't want to get her, quote, Heine hauled to the dungeons, end quote. Can you guarantee you'll refrain from doing that? I don't understand, Mr. Anderson. She betrayed the order. She almost got you killed. How can you be on her side now? I'm afraid it's very complicated. For now, if I could just have your weapon. Hey! I'm sure that tapestry just moved. Shit! There she is! Come on out, Betsy. We won't hurt you. Yeah, right. Betsy, should I? You just stay there, Mr. Anderson. We'll wrap this up quickly. Real quick. There's no way out, Bracket. You're literally stuck behind a tapestry. Right. Hey, what the- Oh! Watch out for falling tapestries, Susie. Didn't they tell you that in basic training? Put your hands up, Betsy. I'm sorry, but I have to- You were right, Eggshell. You can never go wrong with a well-placed puddle of gunge. It is a classic. Betsy! I've come to- Oh. Hi there, sister. It's good to see you. It's... It's good to see you, too. I guess I... I thought you were dead. (laughs) You forget the witch's motto, Gladys? What's that? Jiminy Cricket, what's he doing here? It's okay. It's not who you think. Bit of a long story. There's something about my counterpart in this reality, isn't there? Oh, I bet he's the youngest ever president of the universe. President of the universe? Little guy, did you pay attention in social studies? He's from somewhere else, sister. They do things differently there. Yeah, that's one way to put it. You know, you look just like somebody I know back there. You wear a lot of green? Green! Yuck! Green's not so bad. Count myself lucky if I were you. I don't know, Betsy. I think you really made that shade of purple your own. Or, well, the other you did. Okay, I really feel like I'm missing something here. Yeah, you kind of are. Help me tie up Caroline and Susie and I'll tell you. Could you get some of that rope eggshell? Okay. Uh, identical twin, right? No, no, clone. My money's on clone. (laughs) How much? Some very poorly delivered exposition later. Gladys is somehow even more confused, but at least she has a general grasp of all that went down in that strange trip to an alternate show. As she tries to wrap her head around it, Eggshell examines Carolyn and Susie, unconscious and tied with a knot worthy of a scout to the massive gaudy candelabra that dominates the room, evidently recognizing them from his reality. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's the dude in the indigo suit. Oh, and she's the one in the papaya suit. I never liked her. Papaya, huh? Whew, what a trip. Actually, I heard she wanted green, but you, I mean, other you, outbid her. Isn't it a random draw? Uh, yeah. But no dude ever met odds she couldn't sweeten with some neat bribes. Your bribing game was world class, Gladys. That's, uh, that's nice, I guess? Take the compliment. Of course, there was the whole mess about whether light green was an actual color on its own, but that... Gosh. (laughs) What the... You... You tied us up! (laughs) You always were a great detective, Susie. I didn't believe a sister could do the things they told me you've done. I didn't. But now I can tell you're a fucking psycho, aren't you? You were just pretending all that time. What the hell, Susie? She saved your life on Pergamon Prime! Yeah, that was clever. Threw me off there. I shouldn't have fallen for it. Unbelievable! I'm not in this for the popularity, sister. But I had to call you here, even knowing you'd come shooting first and not even bothering to ask questions. There's some serious shit going down, and I can't sort it out all by myself. You think if you tell me some bullshit story we'll just kiss and make up? Go polish your broomstick. My optimism doesn't reach that far, Susie. If you just take this note here to the Supreme Matriarch, you can be on your way. Don't have to open it. Don't have to say anything. 
Just get her this. I can't right now. I'm a bit tied up. We'll let you go as soon as Indigo comes around. Indigo? What's with Anderson here? I thought he was running the order now. Wait, what? Single largest benefactor for our peacekeeping effort. We even got a tactical center where the Tomorrow Institute used to be. Until this giant toe wrecked it. Okay, you're gonna do some explaining of your own. But later. Mm. Avocado? Looks like she's waking up. Wouldn't get too close, little guy. She bites. What? Seriously? Be glad you never had to play mandatory bonding 40 soccer matches with her. Mr. Anderson. What? I, I'm very confused. Join the club. It's really not confusing at all, Caroline. Just take this nice, glossy envelope here and run on back to HQ with it. Everything I need the matriarch to know is on there. It is a nice envelope, isn't it? This place is the most stylish stationery I've ever seen. Of course, it took great discernment to pick the best one for the occasion. Focus, eggshell. We'll take them back to the ship. Right. How? Riding piggyback? Don't know if you got the memo, Susie, but being sassy doesn't automatically make you a badass. You also gotta, well, not get rendered helpless by tapestries, for starters. You got them traitor. When I get out of here, I'll... Susie, is that what I think it is? Yeah, she's still got the same stupid hairdo. You'd think... No, I mean, out the window. What sort of ship is that? Oh, now what? You recognize that eggshell? It's not from my universe. Doesn't much look like any universe, actually. God tech! You sure? Positive. The cheapness is unmistakable. You think it's that guy who was running the Divine Contraband scheme? Mm-mm. He, uh, he died. Damn! There's a hell of a mortality rate where you're from, huh? Wait, evil sweary me still kicking, right? Actually- You idiots! It's charging up its cannons! Wow, you're right. E Eggshell, raise up the shields, quick- That didn't feel cheap to me! Shields up at 5%, Betsy. 5%? Really? I think the owner may have been skimping on the plasma bill. Here comes another one. I can't see, I can't see. Tom, couldn't you at least tie me up facing the wind? Are the witches and eggshell done for? Who is their mysterious attacker? What is to be the fate of the excellent envelope? Tune in in... Wait, what? There's still 30 minutes left, huh? Well, then I guess we'd better look in on Orpheus Anderson, who has rapidly increased his power and influence with the onset of the war. The largely intact basement of the Tomorrow Institute is swarming with quinid workers and space witches, while the man, or boy, himself is deeply engrossed in various readouts, attached to a vast machine that takes up an entire hangar. Contess enters, dodging a cart full of broomsticks and making him look up from his work. Oh. Hello, darling. Hey, Orpheus. Uh, Lamont was asking where the radio went. He doesn't want to miss his stupid serial but I heard it was, like, totally retrograde. I have no opinion on that subject. My concerns are far greater. Yeah, what is this thing? You've been staring at those little screens for hours. Something my scientists assembled from the remains of our friend Valdemar Forrester's lab. In the simplest terms, an extraordinarily precise tachyometer. Ugh! What is it with men and tachyons? Who cares about all that anyway? Isn't plain old Clom good enough? Except it is not plain old Clom, my dear. Dr. Cornblast's theory that the origin of the substance may lie in an alternate dimension has been proved correct by exhaustive testing. 
If we manage to isolate the foreign elements in its molecular makeup, the tachinometer should display its exact point of origin, and the portal through which we might access it. So what? I only understood like 15% of that, but it sounded pretty stupid. You started this whole war, Orpheus. Technically speaking. Why should you care about molecules and tachyons and shit? Do you not understand? That point of origin, wherever it is, must contain practically infinite resources. It would make the load that was on the Great Peace Bridge seem like peanuts. Or a single peanut. Uh, I am so sick of hearing about that Great Peace Bridge. Couldn't we, like... Uh, get some alone time? There is no one else here, darling. The machine counts. Mm, can't get intimate with all those readouts there. Intimate? Well, yeah. We're, like, together, aren't we, Orpheus? Goodness. You mean... Hold me, you cosmic warmongerer! Come here! <sighs> oh! It went through. It worked. It worked. Orpheus! Look, it's broken! Just a bunch of zeros! No. Eight zeros. Relative location in the quantum supersymmetry. The apex. Of course. The reality above all the others, that must be it. It can only be. Mr. Anderson, you wanted to see me. Yes, Supreme Matriarch. Wait, wasn't it Great Matriarch? Same difference. The matter I called you for is now irrelevant. Gather your agents. We have a chance to end this war once and for all, and we must seize it. Right, then. I'd better get my hat. Orpheus, like, what do you mean you're gonna end? I will be back shortly, Contess. You just stay right there, okay? He power walks out of the room, leaving his aristocratic girlfriend severely disappointed. As for Gray, we find him waking up with a terrible headache in the water-covered bottom of what appears to be an enormous oubliette, so deep that the light at the top is barely a twinkle. Stirring, he notices two things with growing alarm, a hole with burnt edges, such as that made by a ray gun, in his overcoat around the heart area, and a ragged-looking desperadette staring at him from the other end. Hi. Awake, I see. Where the hell am I? What the hell happened? Whoa, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What do you remember? Nah, the little lady was telling me I was stuck in Rio Bravo forever. So I said, we got a problem. And she said, is that so? I said, it was. And she said, want to step outside? She gave me a gun. We had a standoff, like in those stupid movies, and then... Uh, All right, almost there. Keep going. She shot me. I didn't even have time to... How the fuck did she beat me at a quick draw? Oh, imagine my surprise. They call me the quick draw kid, you know. Do you know why? I can guess. Okay, I'll tell ya. I'm pretty fast at the draws. Why? Or I thought I was, until I went up against her. She's unbeatable. You can't beat her, friend. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. She'd really creamed me out and have the same consistency as this gunk we're sitting in right about now. There's something screwy going on here. Oh, that. I should have known you were a first-timer. Never forget a face. You see, here's the thing. People don't really die around here. They just throw you down the well, and a while later, you get to come back up and start over again. Great Grudax. Well, the kid was right then. This is hell. No, no. Limbo. It's in the name.
I, I gotta get the hell out of here. I can't spend eternity being killed by Judith fucking Osterheld. Shit! I never should have taken her off on fucking Moropus in the first place. That's when it all started to go to shit. That and the teen type. I got no idea what you're talking about, but I'm wondering where you're planning on going. Isn't anything around here but desert, except for the town. Don't worry, Mayor Mundy will let you in. He always does. This can't be it. I'm telling you, it can't be. I, I'm the fucking dude in the gray suit, for Grudax's sake. I never heard of you. Well, that's hardly surprising. You will live down here. Hey, don't judge. Better than the grind up there, isn't it? She ain't gonna kill me again. That's for damn sure. That's what I said the second time, and the third, and the seventeenth. That's when I kind of started to have doubts, you know what I mean? Precisely. Now, excuse me. Be my guest. See you soon. With all the strength he can muster, which admittedly isn't much, he grabs hold of the rusty ladder running all the way up the Oubliette's wall and begins the long climb back to the land of the living. Or perhaps not quite. In the center of the town, a very familiar scene is playing out. Judith, the ray gun in her hand still smoking, standing over the freshly dead body of a local bandito. Brown and Earl watch from the saloon steps with a slight air of boredom. That'll teach you, Paco, hopefully. Deputy? Yep. Here, here! Dispose of this. The well, Sheriff? Same as all the others, Deputy. Need help there? Yes, please. I'll call Cyril, then. Afraid bartender's code forbids me from touching corpses with my mixing hands. Bartender's code? Uh, Right. Don't buy that for a second. My granddaddy always told me, trust nobody who tans bar unless they got a mustache. Hey, Come to think of it, that guy on Athisteria Prime didn't have one either. Howdy there, Sheriff. We got a new member of our community. You gonna play nice this time, dude? Dude? Wait, wait. But, wait, wait, wait. You died! She, she zapped you! Yeah, that she did. But it turns out death isn't really a custom around these parts. She meant it when she said we couldn't leave. But, uh, how is that possible? Weren't we back to where things are normal? That guy Robertson said... When have things be normal, kid? Sometimes crooks need a little more time to get the message. Seems that's the case for you, too, dude. Unsurprisingly. You'd shoot an unarmed man? Some sheriff. You just signed up for this to get your murder fixed legally, didn't you? Be honest. Here's a gun, lowlife. Defend yourself. No, thanks. I'm good. Dude, she's going to shoot you! That's what she does! Let her. I'll be back soon enough, and this crowd will be very interested to see their sheriff's true colors shooting an unarmed man. Mm-hmm. Go on. I dare you. Take this troublemaker to the lockup, sheriff. We have a lockup? Surely we do. Come on, folks. Disperse. Nothing to see here. I beg to differ. Please, madam. There's decent folk here. I don't see anyone here that I haven't seen up at my place, including you, Mr. Mu- That's quite enough of that! Sheriff, what are you waiting for? Deputy, handcuff the man! Oh, I, uh, uh, mm. Sheriff! Do it, quickly! Uh... Girl, a spine, kid. You gonna let her push you around? I'd let you push me around plenty. At least I'm on the right side of the law now. That mercenary shit was getting real old. Uh, Especially since we stopped making any money off of it. Money? You want money, do (laughs) you? There. 
Enough in this blarg-skin wallet to retire comfortably, somewhere with no saloons or tumbleweeds or any of that shit. We just gotta get. Sticking around here won't do us a lick of good. Hey! No, that doesn't sound so bad. Wait, wait. Split it 50-50, right? You're dreaming. I held her up. I got the G-damn thing. What were you doing? Chilling with some snake bimbo? She was holding me prisoner! You seem pretty cool with it. Whatever, uh, let's just take this and... I think you'll find your ill-gotten gains won't be springing back to life, deputy. Cuff him! Can't you do it? I'm holding the gun on him, you idiot! Good grief, you really are useless. Just a second now. I won't have anyone else dumping on the kid. We've been through some times. And you know, he never screwed me over. Which is more than I can say on my end. Never thought that it'd all end here, on this unconvincing main street. In front of the saloon that doesn't sell booze. Alright, cuff me, partner. She told you to do it, after all. Please do, deputy, or we're gonna have to hear more of this. Nah, I'm about done. Good. Go on. Although, you do know you're a stooge, right? Oh, no. Is that right? Yeah. Whoever runs this place, and I got a pretty good idea who it is, is playing you like a fine-tuned finished fiddle. Quit talking nonsense, Don. I run this place. I'm the mayor, remember? Give me a break. Y'all are just scenery. This whole G-damn place is a set. You ain't no sheriff, Miss Osterheld. That tin star is probably aluminum. You're really reaching now. Grasping at straws. Dude, I cleaned up this town. You played your part. Not saying you didn't play it well, but it's all a show. It's all a game. You're prisoners here, same as us. Sucks, huh? I will! Don't... Just don't. I mean, what if he's right? You believe this? You know he's a fucking low-down, filthy, no-good liar! Yeah, but sometimes he's right. <laughs> Thanks, partner. Sure. Wait, who is it that did all this then? There seems a lot of effort to have your own real-life gun smoke running for all eternity. Maybe he gets off on it. These gods are all weirdos, right? Robertson. <laughs> What's that? Where's it coming from? Oh, Lordy. I ain't heard that voice since, uh, uh, I'll give you a hint, Cyril, since your birthday. My birthday? Hell, that's only in April. <laughs> Dumbass. Nice guy, though. I mean, what kindly old mayor ain't. Ah, <laughs> uh, the catalog gave me a 19% off discount when I ordered the whole set. Mayor, madam, barkeep. I think I'm running a loss here, though. They all sound kind of similar, don't you think? So you sent away for us. Yep. Yeah, that tracks. Excuse me, ma'am. Dude, more clom! Just like that Hypatia chick. But how? Didn't you hear him? This was all made to order. Correctamundo! Great job figuring it out, dude. I really didn't think you would. I... I... I don't understand. What's not to understand? Think of it like this. You took part in a social experiment. Now it's over. And that's all I get. A pat on the back for over a year in this shithole in the middle of nowhere? Hey, now, take it easy. I ain't even got to the good part yet. What? You gonna turn us all into little pals of fuchsia, too? Actually, to be more reddish, or however humans look like in tiny, little, insignificant pieces. Eh, I should probably know that, huh? Well, there's a learning opportunity around every corner. Oh, oh you, no, please, please don't. If it's any consolation, dude, I was gonna do it anyway. 
Just waiting to see if maybe I could bend you to my will like all the other poor fuckers I sent here. Uh, I guess you weren't cut out to be my minions, huh? Oh well, only one thing for it. Hey, wait. What about me? What about my reward? Heh. <laughs> I like you, Judith. You know what you want. I'm just the same. And what I want is... Grudax's job. Not this again. Who do you think set Hypatia on him, dude? Heard of testing the waters? Obviously such a move requires far more careful planning. Pretty soon, though, they'll all come together. And my ship is gonna come in big time. Ka-ching! Where's that leave me? Ooh, let's play a little game. You tell me what you'd want to be the god of, and I'll make you just that. Just like that? You can do that. When you're the big guy, you make the rules. I can do whatever the fuck I want when I get to be CEO of Gods Incorporated. Well, what do you say? Hmm. What's the plan, dude? Well, we could try shooting him, which won't work because he's a god and will die. We could try talking to him, which won't work because he's a fruitcake and will die. We could try running for it, which won't work because there's nowhere to go, and... Okay, I didn't ask all the things we shouldn't do. Try to be more positive. Positive. Okay. Well, there's always the off chance Judith grows a conscience out of thin air, blows a hole in him with a god blaster, and helps us escape. Otherwise, we're pretty much fucked. I have an answer for you. Outstanding. What would that be, then? God of vengeance? Pouting? Unpronounceable surnames? No. Here's my answer. <laughs> Get out of my town, you divine piece of shit! Holy shit, dude. Dude. Okay, that was pretty stupid, Judith. You've blown your interview. You see, that blaster thing only works on flunky gods. I should really blow you all up into little pieces right now. But you know, it's more fun to leave you to die of thirst. Please, give me water! <laughs> anyway, excuse me. Bastard. Dudes, you know how to get back up there? To the god sphere. Eh, not really. What'd you want up there, anyway? Well, we gotta stop him, don't we? So? You mean, like, we're teaming up? Please don't put it like that. Now, hold on a second. If you think I can just forget that you shot me dead yesterday... Look! Up there! That's a ship, right? Ugliest one i ever seen, but... yeah. Who could it be? I have a feeling we'll know in like five seconds. The godly ship descends at frightening speed, covering the trio in its growing shadow. There's little they can do but stand there and wait for their fate to be decided. But before that, let's check back with Betsy, Gladys, and company. The Atmos Schloss they'd found refuge in, blasted clean in half by the fearful barrage of the attacking ship, which is identical to the one currently, or later, multiversal time being what it is, touching down in Limbo Town. Fortunately, this top-of-the-line castle is equipped with an automatic space sealer, protecting the still-intact rooms from the airless vacuum. Into such a room step the dude in the blue suit and the milkman, both annoyed by the other's presence. Alright, if they're still alive, they'll be on this side. You check the bedrooms, I'll do the dungeons. Why do you do the dungeons? What? Dungeons more your thing? Okay. Knock yourself out, partner. Where does he find these people? Alright, come out, come out. Don't be shy. What incentive do we have? Who? Where are you? We're not telling you unless you give us a decent reason. Shh! For Strack's sake, little guy! I can hear you. You can't hide. Ha!
Not here, huh? Unless... Behind the bed? Stop! Identify yourself before approaching further, or you'll be in violation of the Blinovich Treaty on Intergalactic Warfare. I never heard of that, and I, I don't think he cares anyway. Huh. I don't mind. This is the dude in the blue suit. Voted the Association's best dressed five years running. I'm looking for an item. I think you can help me. Is it bigger than a bread box? No, but... Does it make a noise when you press down on it? You don't have to guess. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. It's a kazoo. What the heck's a kazoo? That's not important. I just need you to hand it over, and I'll leave you alone. How can I give it to you if I don't know what the heck it is? You know, little guy. Mm. Listen, I have it on good authority that you are in possession of it. Now either you give it to me, or I can come over there and take... You! Keep away, villain. I'm trained in seven varieties of Venusian Aikido. Uh, where are they? Under the bed? No, in my mind. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the blue men take feeding breaks sometimes, but they should be back any second now. You know, they hold chickens live. Don't even leave the bones. Shit. No way. Not again. Fuck this. What was that about? Blue men? Is that grown-up code for something? Not that I'm aware of. He had a not-so-pleasant run-in with our Orpheus. Now he's scared to death of a teenager and his blue muppets. So much for the greatest dude of them all. That's your greatest? Well, not to dump on your dimension, but that's pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. You had any idea what he was talking about? No clue. Perhaps he's in need of psychiatric treatment. Well... Yeah. It's a wonder the dudes don't have one in-house. If I were running that association, that'd be the first thing I'd do. Not have them give up their evil ways? Okay, okay. Evil ways first, shrink second. Then, yeah, serious talk about that hat and trench coat ensemble. Gladys and Eggshell, seeing no reason to move, remain hidden behind the magnificent four-poster bed in the tertiary master bedroom. Meanwhile, below them in the far-grungy dungeon, the milkman is sitting perfectly still, facing a wall, displaying the worst searching technique ever conceived. Susie and Carolyn, watching from one of the cells hidden in shadow, are perplexed. What's with that guy? And why is he dressed like a milkman? Did we ever do anything to offend any killer milkmen with ultra-advanced spaceships? Don't think so, unless I blocked it out. Maybe he's after you. You know him, Betsy? Never seen him before. Why do you just assume that weird shit has to do with me? Witches! What did he say? Didn't catch it. I found you. Sounded like... Uh, how'd he get here so fast? Millman powers. Don't ask questions. Uh, uh, Where is the kazoo? I understood kazoo. Kazoo? Let's see if he understands this. <laughs> I saved your life now, Bracket. We're even, you hear? Are you okay? I am, but I know you don't care, Caroline. Whoever this guy was, he had a grip like an industrial press. Pretty shitty fashion sense, though. And apparently all it took for him to go down was a good whack over the head with a mop. Never underestimate mops. Remember Golgotha better? Okay, you're right. Still. Caroline, you said he said kazoo? Yeah, but I must have been mistaken. Wouldn't be so sure about that. I gotta ask Eggshell some. You still haven't explained- <gasps> It's not so easy to get rid of me! Hecate, he- he- he pulled out her heart! 
Obviously. Why do you have to say it out loud? What are you? I am the milkman. Your reckoning. Caroline! <coughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. I'm... Okay. You're starting to annoy me. You, the blonde. I'll do you next. Let go! Oh, yeah. That's all. Sister! What the heck? Do something. For all that's blasphemous, do something. Oh, golly. Guess it's that time. What's that you got there? This ain't no time for a music recital, little guy! Uh... Gracious! Eggshell? That's it, isn't it? That's what the other me had. These guys came here for it. Yeah. I guess I should have told you. You really should have. What is it, though? It's the most dangerous weapon the universe has ever known. Huh. So that's what a kazoo is. Actually... Are you hearing yourselves? We have to get this to the matriarch at once. Oh yeah, that'll fix everything. Look, if you read what's in the envelope, you'll understand why it's dangerous. I didn't see it anywhere. That's your problem, Betsy. You never think things through. Now Susie's dead and- LOOK OUT! Ah! What a leap. <coughs> she was wasted in crime fighting. It never fucking dies! Is not in my purview. This, however, is. Hey! Lego! Rat! Now! Robertson wouldn't want me to leave witnesses. You say Robertson? If you think we'll just roll over and let you. Whatever! I <laughs> Space ceiling activated. Danger of being sucked into airless vacuum minimized. Hi, guys! Mabel? You're here too? I saw you were in trouble, so I- Wah! What happened to them? It was that crazy milkman! At least he's gone for good now. I sure hope so. He took the kazoo, too. I'm gonna say it's for the best. Nobody should have a thing like that. I guess so. But wait! What about the dude in the blue suit, the least badass of badasses? At present, we find him creeping through the banquet hall, trying to return to his ship without attracting the attention of the little blue men he fears are lurking in every corner. <sighs> Unfortunately, in his paranoia, he failed to spot the puddle of gunge in his path, or indeed the novelty oversized corkscrew sticking out at an odd angle, ideally positioned to gruesomely impale him. <clears throat> Whatever, it's not like anyone feels sorry for him. Betsy, Gladys, Eggshell, and Mabel see the body as they re-enter the room and pass by without comment, making directly for the god tech ship they arrived in. Whoa! Just look at this place! Yeah, you can't really get much tackier, can you? Hey, wait! Aren't you that guy? Orpheus Anderson? Somebody fill in, Mabel. Wait, there's a course preset here, but these coordinates shouldn't be possible. Wanna see where it goes, sister? Yeah, you do. Feels like we have to see this through. Know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll be right behind you. Me too. Hold up. I think I should arrest you guys. Seriously? Well, I can't let you get away. Just get back to your ship and tell the order we got away. Oh. Okay. 
All right, then. If no one else is getting off... Betsy engages the ignition, which unexpectedly results in the ship hurtling through a dizzying succession of dimensions, thoroughly scrambling the brains of all the ship's occupants. After what might have been an eternity, or an instant, they pop out in the sunny sky over a desert wasteland. It's not too long before they find what seems to be the only human settlement on this whole plane of reality, and touch down right in the main street. Is there anybody there? Oh, you have to be kidding me. Hi there, officers. Good to see you. Hey, we're all together again! Just like back on Colchis, huh? I don't remember those being fun times. Wait, you're friends with them now? Did I miss something? A lot. And we're not friends. But right now there's somebody that needs what's coming to him more than they do. Lovely. Wait, who? Fucker with a mustache? Some kind of god. Calls himself Robertson. That's what the milkman guy said! Yeah. I think that's who the kazoo belongs to. Oh, look! It's little Orpheus again. Hey, don't you still owe us? Drop it, kid. Just a few days ago, I wanted to lock you two up more than anything. Okay, I still want to, but I know there's way bigger fish to fry than you out there. Not to mention, you couldn't arrest them even if you wanted to. Thanks for that, Eggshell. What I'm saying, dudes, is... Yeah, yeah, pooling our resources, huh? Sorry, joining up with her is enough insanity for one day. Oh, come on, Hector. What? Frank. How, how did you know that? Doesn't matter. The question is, do you want to keep clinging to this nemesis shit, or do you want to grow up and fix this? Do you want to do your fucking job? Uh, uh, what do you think, kid? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Could be fun. I knew you weren't all bad. If we do this... I need to know that you won't double-cross us. I swear to you, Judith, you have my word as a duly deputized agent of the Unholy Order of Space Witches. Even if I presently am not. Mine too. Though, I guess I won't be one for much longer. Swell. Think this tub will take us to the God Sphere? No idea what the hell that is, but probably. Hey, uh, Judith, what happened with that shifty-looking Scottish guy? So they all board the Infinitude. Yes, that's what it's called, if you didn't know. Gray, Brown, Gladys, Betsy, Judith, and Eggshell, too. A team-up for the ages, if ever there was one. As for their target, the mustachioed marketing god is just striding into Grudax's palace, where that shifty-looking Scottish guy is busy looking through reams of sticker tape. Oh, Robertson. You haven't seen a singing trout of oblivion, have you? <laughs> there seem to be a few items from the divine inventory unaccounted for. Can't say I have, McCoy. Maybe it was Pete again. Oh, right. We really should stop inviting the god of petty theft to our soirees. <laughs> hey, you, uh, you see the big guy around? I think he's in the jacuzzi. <laughs> McCoy! Have you seen my bathrobe? The one with Satan on it? Oh, wouldn't that be the rest of the divine wardrobe, sir? <laughs> if I may say, perhaps it won't be judicious to emerge nude from your chambers in future. You see, we have a guess. Only lesser beings fear others glimpsing their junk. It's good you're here, Robertson. I've been meaning to talk to you. Wow, really? How about that? Well, before we start, I think I should say I'm honored to be in your presence, sir. I Especially in all your full glory. Cut the bullshit, son! I know you've been plotting against me, 
and I've been watching that personal amusement park you built in Limbo very closely. You're building an army to go against me, aren't you? Sir, I don't know how you can say that. You know, I've always been loyal to you. Hell, I even voted no on that poll Hypatia put out. You can't fool God. I never liked you anyway, or your deplorable moustache. Anything to say before you get your comeuppance in a creative manner of my own devising? Uh, you know, here's the thing. I was never really able to properly express myself in words. They're just... I don't know. Do you think I could play a few notes instead? I don't see why not. Though I don't remember you playing anything at the last Human Benefit concert. I picked this up just now, actually. It's a kazoo, see? I got it off a good friend of mine when he was in a bit of a tough spot. Poor fella. You just blow into here and, well, you'll see in a second. Sir. Let the man have his moment, McQuaid. He deserves that much. Thank you, sir. You've been terrific. I wanted you to know that. An odd sentiment, but appreciated. Sir. That's not just a kazoo. That's one of ours. Hold on, you mean... How? How did he not see it? That's the trick, isn't it? The thing is, omniscience doesn't equal knowing everything. I cooked out the whole master plan to keep him distracted, knowing that if I brought in something totally unexpected, totally unplanned, he wouldn't have time to react. And this little baby... Wow. Why do you ever make it anyway? Yeah, it's just meant to be something you play to make people shut up. <laughs> I suppose I mixed up our issues. You ought to get a medal. Whatever spot you want, you got it. How's God of number two sound? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to think about that. Well, you better think fast, because I'm just itching to try out the Thunderbolt. Guess I don't need this anymore. Is that the throne there? Oh, man! Feels good! And guess people will say, oh my Robertson, and for Robertson's sake now. Yeah, I could get used to that. Also, we can get rid of all the circa 1975 Hustler magazines, kind of breaking up the whole uh, Regal Divine vibe we got going on here. He read them for the articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, we got people coming to kiss my ass already. I love it. Hmm. Who are you? Who do you think, kiddo? I really do not know. God! That's right. This is when you bow. I am Orpheus Anderson, and I do not think I will. Thank you. Come on, kiddo. You know I can just smite you down with lightning anytime I want to, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Divine Palace, then? Little run down, hmm? Hey, how about a little respect, you... Hey, how did you get in here anyway? The kids' area is that away. Some very complicated calculations involving tachyons. Some guards pointed me this way, once my Kwanids had properly motivated them. Tachyons? I hate those things. I should wipe them from existence. Here, I'll just do that. What the fuck? Why ain't it working? I can still hear him buzzing. Takes a while for all the perks to kick in, sir. <laughs> I should tell you I have come with the aim of claiming this realm's resources for my crusade, and I will not accept resistance. That's supposed to scare me? If you are smart... I'm starting to feel that that is not the case. Oh, okay. You want it? You really want it? I'll... Oh. Why did you do that? Well, I'm the god of duplicity, so it's to be expected. <laughs> also, he was an arse. You'll do a better job, won't you? You mean... The throne's right there. I know I don't want it. <laughs> but I have a feeling it'll suit you, lad. 
Certainly more than the last two occupants. Hmm. Okay, then. Orpheus Anderson, the new god of everything? Of all the shocking twists! What will he do with his newfound power? And more importantly, how will our newly joined heroes fit into it? One thing's for sure, it'll be explosive! Join us in two weeks for the brain-shattering season finale. Sure to be the most sensational 60 minutes-ish you'll ever hear. See you then! Sojourns in Space, Episode 5, Sheriff of Limbo Town. The program was written, directed, and edited by Fred Azaredo, and produced by Jack Solar, with Otavio Barbaza as creative consultant. The following performers were featured, Fred Azaredo as the narrator, Gray and McCoy, Carmen Mancuso as Brown and the Milkman, Zoe Heffering as Gladys, Comtesse and the Quickdraw Kid, Gabrielle Germain as Betsy, Alice Wu as Judith, Matriarch, and Mabel, Dana Prather as Orpheus Eggshell, and Carolyn Lofberg, Claire Tease as Susie Heinlein, Matthew Erskine as Robertson, Daniel Benjamin Miller as <sighs> Grudax, Mundy, Mrs. Mundy, Earl, and Madame Violetta, Edwards Cremita as Blue. <laughs>